Hello, and welcome to Maine Golf Talk. We are your hosts, Zach Zonlo and Henry Fall. In these podcasts, we'll be discussing what makes Maine Golf so special. We'll be sharing our own experiences and knowledge as both players and coaches. We'll also branch out to discuss hot topics in the game and chat with special guests to hear their stories. All to keep you in the know and help you improve your game. Let's get into today's podcast. Welcome back to another episode of Maine Golf Talk. It's just Zach and me again today. We are covering a few topics. Recently, both of us played in the State of Maine Championship up at Sugarloaf. We'll be talking about that for a little bit. Going over to the Women's Am, Truslow finishing T5 in the Corn Ferry Tour event last week. Pretty impressive stuff there. And then we'll talk a little bit about the 3M Championship with Michael Thompson winning for the first time. Man, must have been eight, 10 years ago when he won the Honda. So uh, we would like to thank our sponsor for this episode, Live and Grind Coffee, the world's only heart-healthy nitro cold brew coffee. They also make a Vera CBD ground mix as well. Pretty good stuff there. We, uh, we've been trying it out, and uh, uh, Zach's girlfriend, Kayla, or fiance, I should say, is uh, loving the stuff, spreading it out, giving it to a few friends, and they're all liking the coffee as well. So, so Zach, let's talk about state of Maine. You set the course up. Uh, it was in great shape. A few uh, good pin locations on the Pro-Am day, but the uh, tournament days were a little more conservative. I think it played well. Yeah, I think that was the best thing I did all week during the state of Maine. Um, I, thought, I thought the setup was well. I wanted to create it to where you could score, you could go low, but uh, apparently everybody did not as the scoring average was 85 the first round and 87 the second round. Um, I mean, Jeff CD just tore it up. Sean, uh, Sean Warren, those two were the only two that shot under par in the first round. CV kind of just went cruise control in the second round and uh, took home the victory for uh, two in the last three years. So uh, congratulations to Jeff. Um, it was great seeing everybody out though. I mean, that was great participation. I think we had 66 for the tournament and I think we had 88 for the Pro-Am. So it was great seeing everybody out, putting out a good product, and uh, hopefully everybody enjoyed it. Yeah, a solid showing. Uh, great to see some of the, the pros up there, and I'm, I'm glad that uh, participation was up from last year. I think the date last year was made a little tricky, but hopefully the event uh, stays with us and we can keep growing it. It's just uh, so great to – get away for uh, a few days there during the season and, and play probably the premier club in the state, at least in my eyes. So uh, I played with CV the first day and I got to say, I felt like I was hitting it pretty well. I thought I was keeping up with him and then, you know, you tally up the score and I lose by eight shots. So I'm like, uh, okay. <laughs> so he's just on, man. I mean, he's just, uh, he's such a good iron player, he, ball striker. He just kind of, you know, picks his spots. I, I guess you call it boring golf. It reminds me a little bit of John Hickson where he just uh, hits it down the middle, puts it on the green, a few birdies here and there, and doesn't make many mistakes and uh, tallied up and he was four under the first round. So there you go. Yeah. I, uh, I heard that he was three under on the front nine. I thought we were going to have a, a course, cre- course record watch going. Um, but 
Yeah. Yeah. Course record is what? 67? 67 by, I think, six players, seven players. Um, yeah. Apparently nobody can crack that 67 mark. Most recent is what? Reese McFarlane. Was that 17? 2017? Like no, we actually had one uh, this past, uh, last, uh, last AJGA. We had a junior oh, okay. uh, in the qualifier shoot 67. Um, Colin, Colin Sanderson was what his name was. Um, really good kid. He's going to be back up here this year. Hopefully, you know, uh, to win it for once. He's uh, He's been second or third the last couple of years because uh, Cole and Caleb have pretty much just owned the AJGA tournament up at uh, Sugarloaf. But. Yeah. Well, we had that Japanese girl, right? That was back in 17. I think she shot – 66 now obayashi uh do you remember <laughs> watching that round uh i mean that was incredible she didn't miss a shot i don't think on the back nine we were watching it, it was just dead straight dead straight dead straight on the green one putt i mean i wonder what she's up to now well do you remember she uh she followed it up that 66 with a I believe 83 84 so you know Apparently Sugarloaf just, as you know, just talk to Jerry Roman. Sugarloaf is not very nice to everybody. You might do well the first time out. After that, it's just downhill. So I was talking to Will Kanegeezer the other day at Martindale, talking about my rounds, and he's like, yep, you got loafed. So I guess she got loafed. Got loafed. So, uh, you know, I do have to – I've been given a lot of grief by Casey Cox. I should say it right now on air. I did not live by the driver. I died by the driver. I got I got lost in the woods on four, and then I decided, hey, I'll try and play more conservative. I think that killed me more than anything. But, you know, Casey Cox, here it is. I did not live by the driver. I mean, you play aggressive. I mean, you, it's just – it's ballsy. It's gutsy. You, you, you got you to give Zach credit. I mean, you really do. Here I am hitting up with a six, five, sometimes seven iron at Sugarloaf off the tee, picking my spots. And then you got Zach a few groups ahead of me, ripping driver everywhere, cutting corners, DeChambeauing it out there. I mean, what can you say? But you also got to remember my driver goes as far as your six iron or five <laughs> iron. So it's not about that, that much. <laughs> Uh, anyways, great event. Uh, great hosts, of course. Zach, Johnny, Indy, Achi. <laughs> you guys, uh, you guys got a great team up there, and thanks again for hosting us. Um, great tournament. But right, so, uh, so Henry, yeah, before we uh, before we talk about the women's am, let's let's talk about our little uh, little experiment on uh, eleven. Oh yes, yes, yes. Okay. I mean, this is this is big. This is probably the first time it's ever happened. Henry, Casey, and I went out after the uh, first round. We played hole 11 to hole 12 and uh, played as a par 5. We all made bogey, unfortunately, but pretty freaking cool hole, if I don't say so myself. Yeah, it's got to be – we didn't officially measure it, um, but my guess is it's about 640 yards or so. So you got the elevated tee. You got to hit it about probably 280, 290 carry, you know, factory in the downslope. So it's not terrible, but you got to hit it straight. 
Uh, and then you got, you know, the beautiful 12th hole to finish in. Um, but yeah, that was, that was pretty cool. I got to post that video to go along with this. So, uh, I got to put all the clips together. We got about 15 clips <laughs> from that hole. So. Yeah, that was, uh, that was pretty sweet. It was, uh, it was cool ripping driver and just watching that thing sail on 11. I mean, that was, especially yours. I mean, I think it took a good 20, 30 seconds. My drone almost beat your, uh, your golf ball out there. So. So let's, uh, let's move on to uh, the women's am where Ruby Haylock won in a playoff uh, out at Augusta. I mean, from what I've heard, that's the first playoff in women's am, at least in a long time. And I mean, talk about uh, fireworks there on the last few holes. Yeah, I'm really, I'm so excited for her and happy for her. Um, you know, I've known the Haylocks for a long time. I, uh, when I was at Mount Ararat, um, going up against uh, her dad as the coach of uh, uh, Edward Little, I believe. And, um, you know, it was, it was great to see her come out uh, on top in the playoff there. Uh, you know, credit to Bailey. What a great performance um, she had in her return. And, um, I mean, what can you do? A girl chips in there in the playoff hole, and we have a video <laughs> – video of it I mean it's just that's great and it's it's gonna live as probably one of the best shots in uh in main golf and to have it on video is just is awesome as well and uh but yeah great great to see it happen it can happen to a better a better young kid and her family so happy for him now is that uh Ruby's first main am or is that her second that's her first you know and she's playing in the juniors this week. So uh, I told her we'll have to have her on, but I wanted to make sure she was focused on that event first. So, Yeah, that's, uh, that's quite an impressive uh, accomplishment for the 15-year-old. Um, you know, it, it's exciting to see what, uh, what she's done so far, and uh, hopefully she can continue with that and uh, make Maine proud. And uh, who knows, maybe up, uh, head up to the LPGA Tour where, uh, where you are right now with uh, – with Dana catting, uh, how's that, how's that been so far? I know what practice round starts tomorrow. So you guys excited? You guys ready? Yeah, we're pumped. Uh, I mean, she's super excited to get back, uh, playing competitively. We played, uh, we played over at, uh, Highland Meadows today, which is in Toledo, Ohio, both courses for the, the first two events back of the tour, uh, are in Toledo. We're playing Inverness this week. Uh, for the drive-on championship course looks phenomenal we're going to see it for the first time tomorrow but we did some uh one other website they got a nice little video tour it honestly looks like oakmont it's just unbelievable they had the u.s junior there last year um where summer hayes won and it just looks phenomenal so she's super excited and then uh you know we get to go over to scotland for a couple weeks and play scottish and british and I won't be touching the clubs much after today, but uh, I I couldn't be happier to to carry the bag for her, and I I really feel like she's in in good shape to play well. So we'll see how it goes. Yeah, for those uh, for those don't, that don't know, Henry's now caddying. Uh, this is his fourth or fifth job this year. Um, he's juggling all kinds of things. I mean, he he slept on my couch the last couple nights for State of Maine, and I mean. 
I give him a lot of grief for not working a lot, but I mean, the guy was juggling like seven different things. It's uh, it's quite impressive. And um, like I said, Henry, you better suitcase it down the fairway when, uh, when you guys make it on TV. Absolutely. And I, I got to correct myself. Harry Haylock is the coach at Levitt. I keep getting those mixed up, Edward Little and Levitt. So apologies to Harry, but um, anyways, it was great going up against you as a, a young kid. But yeah, we're looking forward to it. I mean, uh, yes, it's uh, uh, one of many jobs I've had this this year, but uh, I, I I just feel like her game's in great shape and hopefully I can help in some little way, even if it's just carrying the bag, so. All right, so let's uh, let's move on. Let's uh, let's give another shout out to another semi mainer in uh, Austin Treslow. He uh, finished his had his best finish on the uh, Corn Ferry Tour, which uh, is T uh, five at the uh, Price Cutter Charity Championship presented by Dr Pepper. Like I said, I'm not going to say it three times fast, but Price Cutter Charity Championship presented by Dr Pepper. Uh, that was played out in a. Uh, Missouri out at Springfield, Missouri, and Austin put together a pretty good weekend with scores of 67 and 65. So, uh, Austin, great playing. I know you listen and, uh, keep it up. We're, uh, we're definitely following you. And I think you got a couple more, uh, uh, fans, uh, with uh, your, uh, your stellar play and your, uh, your time on the uh, podcast earlier this season. I mean, we, we just keep saying it. These people come on this podcast and they just end up playing better. I mean, it's just, it's a fact. I mean, golf talk delivers champions. It really does. It produces, um, you, you know how Arcos improves people's handicaps by 4.2 shots a year. And we have a, an agreement with them. They can use the, the main golf promo code. Our podcast, you come on here, you, you guaranteed to perform better in tournaments. I mean, it's just, it's a fact. I mean, it's at least 3.5 strokes per year. I mean, it's not quite Arco's ability. I mean, we can't tell you what club to hit on each hole, but we can at least give you the confidence to play your best golf. Uh, it's without a doubt, without a doubt. So, um, but yeah, it's great to see Austin playing well. I just think he's, in my mind, he's destined to get on the PGA Tour. I just uh he's still young um he's he's been with bender for so long and they have such a good thing in place and they they stick to the the fundamentals that they've been working on since day one when he was a kid and um he's just on that track i mean look at how many tournaments he won during the 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 covid lockdown there and um i i just i don't see anything really holding him back and i, I wouldn't be surprised if he wins one of these in the, the very near future. You know what? It's really crazy is uh, I'm looking at the, uh, the official money for that event and uh winner got $117,000. Austin tied for fifth, got $21,000. So, I mean, we got to put it in perspective. We see the best players in the world play on the PGA tour every day, but it is tough to make it out on tour. Mm-hmm. I mean, you know, you look at the LPGA, the Corn Ferry Tour. I mean, they don't get the prize money that the PGA Tour does. And it's – everybody thinks that it's easy life, easy going. But, I mean, there is some – it's a struggle just to make it. And, you know, Austin's on the right path. So, good for Austin. Austin, keep it up. And uh, we're uh, we're cheering for you. 
All right, so let's uh, let's let's keep moving then. We had, we had the awkward silence going here. Uh, I was trying to look up to see where Austin was in the uh, the rankings for uh, for Corn Ferry Tour. He was at uh, eighty five, so he's still got some ways to go to get to that top twenty five exemption into uh, the PGA Tour next year. But he's on he's on the right track. So uh, let's talk about PGA Tour. Let's go three M with the Michael Thompson victory. Like Henry said, it's been a while since he's he's won, and you could see it in the press conference after he was quite emotional and you could see how much it really meant to him. And I mean, he had some guys, you had Tony Finau, you had Max Homo all right there giving him a little run. It wasn't just no names out there. It was, there's some big names and again, some big names that missed the cut. Yeah. How about these guys that have kind of disappeared for a few years here, like Brendan Todd and Michael Thompson I hate to use the word disappeared because they, you know, they've obviously still been playing, um, whether it's PGA tour, corn Ferry tour, but you know, guys have sort of resurrected their careers and, um, you know, Michael Thompson, obviously, uh, outstanding player. And, uh, you know, I, he talked about sort of the mind body spirit being right. He just had a kid back. This was a few months ago and, having the opportunity to, to kind of stay at home during the, the lockdown and spend time with the family, gave him some new perspectives. So all those good things. And, you know, it's great to see, uh, he played well at the Memorial and I think even the week prior to that. So he was sort of trending in the right direction and um, nice to see him hold a, uh, hold the trophy at the end of the day. Yeah, it was, it was really good. And then you had somebody like uh, Charles Howell who, finished t3 which uh oh my god he's a just walking bank guy just top 20 every week where is he on the career money list he's got to be top 15 top 20 right has to be i mean the guy's a top 10 machine even though i mean i think he's only won three times in his career but i mean he's just he's always inside the top 10 no matter where when, what year, when, how, I mean, he's top 10, no matter what. It's, it's unbelievable. I'm going to look it up right now. Here we go. So we're going to run down this list. Tiger Woods, one, Phil Mickelson, two, Jim Furyk, three, VJ Singh, Dustin, Adam, Scott, Justin Rose, Rory Kuchar, Sergio. Charles Howell is 19 on the all-time money list. Guy's won three times, and he's 19th on the all-time money list. That's pretty impressive. All right, I got another great Charles Howell III set for you. Charles Howell III has 96 top 10s in his career. He's had 569 lifetime starts, which means that he has a 16.8% top 10 uh, success rate. 16%? 16%. So it's like, whoa. One and six, that's pretty pretty good. It's a good clip. Is that a uh, is that Hall of Fame numbers for a guy that's only won three times? <laughs> no. No. What what do you think the Hall of Fame credentials are? I think based on what I've read and seen, it seems like you gotta be around at least fifteen wins with a major. Would you agree with that? I would agree with that. I mean you might have some guys that might not have the uh the majors 
but uh, we'll have uh, Hall of Fame careers. I mean, you got – I'm thinking Lee Westwood. I'm thinking uh, – Yeah, um, but he's he's won what? Order of Merit, like, at least a couple times. And he's won probably 30, 40 times around the world. Yeah, I mean, look at Colin Montgomery. Oh. Same thing. Oh, he's, he's definitely Hall of Fame. Got to be. Yeah. So, you know, big, big news again. Miss cuts. Brooks Kepka, another one. I'm, I'm not going to say it, but I'm saying it. Does Brooks just not care? Is he hurt? What is going on with Brooks Kepka? Because clearly there is something yeah. not there. Well, it sounded like his knee was still affecting him. And that is, yeah, apparently, I heard a quote that his knee is never going to be right again. Uh, apparently, when he was like over in, in Asia in the winter, he slipped on some wet pavement and injured his knee, had surgery, and they're saying it's never going to be right again. And I don't know what that means, but um, to me, it looked like his putter was the issue this past week. I saw him miss a few short ones. So I think he'll be fine. I mean, like I said a few weeks ago, he played well at Hilton Head. Everyone goes through some slumps. So he's still number six in the world. It's not like he's fallen off here uh, like Jordan Spieth has. Um, so we'll just have to see. Give it a year anyways. I like it. Well, uh, Henry, I think uh, I think you're needed. So uh, I'm getting called get... to dinner. Getting called to dinner, which means that uh, it's course strategy 3.0. This is uh, Henry's got his Bible. He's ready to go. He's – He's got his notes, how to play the golf course. It's not decade-esque, but it's uh, pretty darn, you know, it might be a new one. Henry might have to come up with a new name for it. But uh, we're, we're excited to see what, uh, what you and Dana can do out on the, uh, the course this week. So when, I, when we pull into Inverness tomorrow, or on Friday, I guess, when we have our first round, should I do a, uh, a selfie video saying that we're showing up hitting high, nasty, filthy, straight bombs should i say that i think a uh, i think a video would be pretty sweet <laughs> show up with the shades oh man yeah it's gonna be fun we're excited for it so and uh as always you can find us on instagram at main golf talk again we'd like to thank live and grind coffee for offering us some of their product uh definitely try it out it's pretty pretty damn good so um yeah thanks for listening guys and uh we'll talk to you soon